This is the EdTech Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. sitting there with a pen and paper. Virtual reality is an interesting medium where students can access a wide range of content. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast today. I am your host, Tyler Kern, and joining me on the line is Jen Paternal. She is the Director of E-Learning Integration at Cypher Learning. Jen, thank you so much for taking some time to talk to me today. Yeah, my pleasure, Tyler. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, I'm excited to get to have this conversation with you because today we are talking about producing work-ready graduates in tech fields from the world of academia and why schools are are right now kind of struggling to do that. So, um, Jen, I just want to start off the conversation here. What are some of the areas where academia might be falling a bit short in preparing graduates to immediately step into the workforce these days? Yeah, for one, probably it's because... um, a challenge in integrating technology in curriculum is uh, is one of the things or ways that they're struggling about. Like um, a lot of schools would want to integrate technology in their curriculum along with the pedagogy, and somewhere along the way, when they use one, the other one is kind of being compromised. So some or most schools, or probably and even universities, are still struggling to find the perfect fit between technology and the teaching strategy. So also another another um, struggle would be trying to find and understand what the industry needs these days. Like I'm also a teacher and um, I've been in the academic 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 industry for for the last 18 20 years. So trying to find exactly what the industry need so that we can prepare the students for that kind of the industry need is something that we're struggling about. Like, we want to use technology in teaching and learning, but somehow we don't know how exactly we can integrate that in the curriculum because we don't know what the industry needs. Another challenge would be adoption. Okay, I'm also mm-hmm. a te- teaching with technology trainer. So I train teachers on how to use technology in the classroom so that when the students graduate, they would have that, you know, idea on how technology now plays an important role in their work or in their job but the challenge is getting these digital migrants teachers who's been there for a long time even without the strong presence of technology in education to get to use technology in teaching is Mm -hmm. kind of like a struggle also getting them to join the bandwagon is a challenge when you are teaching these days you're teaching digital natives or gen z students the teachers and the students need to be on the same page and most often, more often than not, it doesn't happen. Most of the teachers would want the students to be on their page, but students would want the teachers to be on their page. So they need to be at the same page. But for, for me, because the students that we have now are mostly the Gen Z and the millennials, we need to be on the page where the students can relate to us right. as teachers. We need to adjust. Teacher needs to learn how to adjust to the way that the students are learning now. Um, you know, there are also teachers who uses who wants to use technology or doesn't want to use technology, but students and studies shows that Gen Z students and millennials are very much adept and self-directed researchers. For example, fifty probably fifty or fifty-two percent uses YouTube or social media for a typical research assignment. 
Whereas before, decades ago, what we would do is just give them assignments and ask them to go to the library and open books. But now, things are different. Students would probably open a browser or Google or any, mm-hmm. you know, search engine to search for something that they hear a teacher is saying instead of like, you know, going to the library. Right. So right. M- most of the students also are kind of multitaskers. They, they multitask across at least five screens daily, probably, and maybe 41% or 40% of them uh, outside of the, their time outside of the school are spent with computers or mobile devices. But not all teachers or people from the academy understands that. I, I came I, I came from from um, from Asia and from the Philippines and and believe me there are still schools who will prohibit using cell phones or social media in the classroom mm-hmm. now that alone is a struggle already because when you when you when you start working we're working on, on a very highly technological workplace right so that's 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 kind of a struggle for you know for the academy for the teachers probably and in, in the school management to have or to produce work ready uh, students or tech work workers because having you know knowing what kind of industry or what kind of company they will be facing when they graduate and if you're not preparing them for that that's kind of the, the gap is actually the gap is there. Right. And most schools are struggling on that. Is there a maybe a knowledge and training gap with the teachers and the students where they are right now where the industry could be doing more to keep teachers informed and apprised of the and appraised of the current trends going on in the industry so that teachers are able to then help students um, learn a little bit better? Mm-hmm. I think think that you know the industry should also probably there should be a program where teachers can be immersed in the industry so that teachers are also kept informed of, of what's happening now in the industry because uh, it's, it's very important also that you know the industry collaborates or partners with, with schools so that they can let them know what they need and what's going on now in, in the industry so that the teachers or the schools per se can can prepare the students with uh what with what the industry is needing now mm-hmm. there's I, I think there's really a gap there because when when a teacher is teaching she's only inside the classroom you know you, she, he or she doesn't know what's going on outside probably right or most teachers are so much concerned with I have this book and I have to teach this. I have this curriculum and I have to deliver this. But the thing is, do I understand now? Do I step out of the door and see what's going on in the industry? Or probably are people from or companies, are they inviting teachers or school leaders to be immersed or to be exposed with what they're doing so that these school leaders can better prepare the teachers or prepare the curriculum on, on what the industry is, is doing and what the industry needs. So so I think that's yeah, there's a, there's really a gap in, in that aspect. So they need to really work together, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now how can uh, e learning and how is e learning uniquely positioned to maybe help these students 
um, kind of make up a, a bit of a gap in the readiness for the job market? And how can it also come along just traditional academia and help them prepare these students a little bit better? What, what's e-learning's role in, in this whole thing? All right. So probably before I talk about the, the role of e-learning, pro- it would probably help if I just talk a little bit about the current state of um, the job market for, for, for technology jobs. Yeah. So um, like like right now, the new workplace order probably in, in Asia, so is employees are now are seeking more of, of work-life integration. Also, there's a, there's a study that by 2020, mostly 50% of the workforce will probably be made up of millennials. And we know how millennials are right now, how, <laughs> how they are so digital, digitally connected. These are digital natives, the young people. Um, they've grown up with PC, with mobile devices, and, and access to, to connectivity via the internet. They will start embracing that, new ways of collaboration and, you know, uh, and, and productivity. So, and also... Uh, there's a study conducted that the new uh, world of work focused on three key attributes, people, place, and technology. In in Southeast Asia alone, or in Asia alone, I think, uh, by by uh, that year, say, probably 2020 or 2021, mm-hmm. there will be, uh, Asia will be one of the most heavy, most mobile heavy markets in the world there will be probably four billion mobile connections in the region that's twice of uh, probably central america europe or middle east and, and africa okay so that's the current trends now in in tech in the industry also one of the many things that's happening in in the industry now is that more and more uh, companies are investing in e-learning they're investing in mobile training. They're investing in um, micro learning, personalized training. So this is this is what's happening now in in the industry. So a lot of a lot of companies are investing on that aspect of of training, and this is what we need to prepare our students for. So an e-learning plays a very important uh, role in that using platforms or early exposure to e-learning itself is already a preparation for the students. Using technology that's being used in the industry is a step to preparing the students to to a workplace, a highly technological workplace. As I mentioned, more and more business organizations are already investing in e-learning for employee engagement, e-training, gamification, mobile learning, video-based learning, micro and personalized learning. Those are the things that's um, going on now in the industry, and, and, and I'm part of that industry. I work for Cypher Learning, and, and Cypher Learning is a highly technological industry. I, 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 I've seen that, right. and I'm also a teacher, and I've taste, tasted the best of both worlds, probably the academy and the industry. That's why I'm, I'm, seeing, I'm seeing the gap now. So what we can do, or how e-learning plays or position itself to help these students to make up the gap is that Early exposure must be done by the school. Using e-learning platform, an LMS, for example, will provide teachers and students with a wider access to education and learning materials. It will expose the students to platform that is now being 
widely used in the industry for training and engagement. So learning should no longer be confined to the four walls of the classroom. It can happen anytime, anywhere. Mm -hmm. The schools to e-learning also can invite, and I hope that they do, invite industry practitioners to be their co-teachers or co-mentors. Because the challenge now is that a lot of schools would want to invite industry practitioner to join the academy. But the, the, the problem is, or the challenge is, these industry practitioners, they can't just, you know, be on-prem all the time or inside the classroom all the time right. to start teaching. So they need a platform, a digital platform that can connect them to the school, that can connect them to the teachers, to the students, even if they're not physically present in the classroom and, and that's already e-learning you know the, the presence of, of, of those kinds of tools the presence of e-learning can now open the door where industry practitioners teachers and students can connect to each, each other exchange ideas and learn from each other through, through that um, kind of uh, platform to that kind of um, uh, to, to that kind of methodology. So e-learning also plays a very important role in the digital transformation, academic digital transformation. And I mentioned a learning management system, for example, can help redefine or transform the way that the teachers are teaching and the way that the students are learning. Mm -hmm. So a learning management system can, can enable differentiated instruction, adaptive learning, personalized and competency-based learning. They can level up assessments that will help the students be prepared or be prepared for, um, for, for work or develop their future-ready skills. So e-learning is like, um, I'm very passionate about e-learning. Probably you noticed that will be the way I talk <laughs> about it. But because I can see like the potential of, of um, e-learning being able to, to uplift or redefine the way that teachers are teaching and teaching and the way that the students are are learning, especially in in connecting people from the industry and people from the academe. The, they can be connected through e-learning even if they're not physically present or even if they're not face to face. So that's and more. Yeah. 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 So, what I'm you know what I'm understanding from you is that the advancement in the industry and the way that it's growing, like you mentioned at the beginning, um, is really uh, causing a lot of demand for jobs, and yeah. that uh, it benefits the industry for their professionals to be involved with the education of students. But obviously, having e-learning makes it so much easier for these, you know, working professionals to also be involved in the uh, the training and the education of these students. So Absolutely. having having an e-learning platform really benefits everybody in the industry because then there are more talented, work-ready, uh, you know, graduates and, and students who are ready to step in and take roles at these companies, which then just helps everybody in the long run. Yeah, yeah. Uh and, and aside from that, as I mentioned, it can make learning happen anytime, anywhere, and you can just get anybody on board and mentor students and even mentor teachers who needs who needs that from and, and the mentor could be coming from the industry and they don't need to be physically present on prem in school. And and it gives them access to those practitioners anytime, 
anywhere. And then also having an e-learning platform where you can host your content, your learning materials, making it accessible to everyone. It's a huge help for students. It's a it's it's going to be like um a a you'll have like a platform where you can have access to information anytime that you want it and anywhere wherever you are. Yeah. For example, like now, um, the need for data data scientists, for example, it's becoming more and more in demand now. There are a lot of tools being used for data analytics, for example. Question now is, do we have enough people ready to fill that space who knows how to use perhaps a business intelligence software or people who can interpret data or make predictive and prescriptive analysis? And this is now what the industry needs. Mm-hmm. So we just need to bring that to the attention of the academe that the industry needs this and you need to prepare your students for this but you need tools and technology for you to be able to do that right and right. they just need to start embracing that i think the challenge probably like right now is you know um the people in the academe having that growth mindset mm. that uh, the world of work has changed from the way that it was decades ago to now yeah it's it's never going to be the same again we used to right. work without cell phones but now <laughs> cell phone is a it's a necessity now at work yeah yeah there's no there's no getting that cat back in the bag is there no <laughs> <laughs> there's no way that we're going back to the world without mobile or right. anything right so but but I think like right now the the what's happening what's happening now in in the academe is that um, people or probably school leaders or teachers are overtaken by fear mm-hmm. of um, doing something new. Yeah. Fear yeah. of change, and pro- perhaps fear of being replaced by technology. Uh, th- that's that's a that's a struggle. Um, bec- we're now in the fourth industrial revolution. We, we know that we're probably going to fifth. So, and we know that a lot of things are now being automated. A lot of things are, you know, it has a touch of, of technology, especially in the workplace. And, and having the students ready for that is a big challenge for, for the academe. Really, it's a big challenge for the academe. Right, right, and, and I, I kind of wonder. Um, I think one of the advantages for e-learning is that um, there it, it's able to be uh, nimble and update quickly. Whereas yeah. sometimes in the in the world of like a, a traditional uh, school building, you know, the four walls of a school, you have a book and you need the book to be printed. And sometimes by the time the book is printed, it's already out of date because technology yes. moves <laughs> so quickly these days. But in e-learning, you can upload a document, upload a PDF or something like that and quickly adjust lessons and quickly adjust what's being taught to adapt quicker. Uh, exactly. And sometimes the world of academia is just a little bit more cumbersome than that. Yeah, and and it like what you said, it moves a little bit slower than e-learning. In in e-learning, like for example, me, if I may use myself as an example, sure. As a teacher, if I want to revise or change something in in the lessons that I've already uploaded or or 
set up in an e-learning platform, it's easy for me to do that. I don't I, I wouldn't need to wait for a new book to be printed that mm-hmm. would probably take months and then as you mentioned by the time it's printed probably the information is already obsolete. Right? So right. with 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 the use of of technology or with e-learning you can easily make new versions of learning materials that's relevant to what it's it's to what is needed right here right now kind of thing mm-hmm. you know it you don't have to wait for months before a new book a new version a new edition of a book is printed i'm not saying books are are no longer relevant but but what i'm saying is the instant access to the new version or new edition if we can use that term of of information is much more faster with um, the use of with with e-learning. Like in the Philippines, for example, if I may use my own country as an example, there are books that has been printed, or there are books that's being used um, right 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 now. The content probably is no longer relevant because that book was written years ago. Right. But printing took also years before it happened. And by the time that you look at the content and, and you connect it to what's happening now, it's it's no longer relevant. It's not what you need anymore. But you know, but because the book is already printed and you have to use it, it looks new because it's newly printed, but the content it's not really like new new anymore. Some schools are forced to use that. And right. that's really sad. <laughs> But with with the presence of, of e-learning, where, where teachers and students can have access to information, like really quickly, it's even more better now than than having than waiting for uh, something to be printed for months, and then waking up and using it and say, oh, this has been like years ago. But it's no longer relevant now. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so something like that. Yeah, I, I think that that ability to be nimble in the world of information these days is critical, and that's something that e-learning provides. Um, and and I, I think that that really does highlight just uh, how it is uh, so well positioned to help uh, workers become uh, work ready, I suppose, students to become work ready so that when they are uh, able to enter the workforce, they are prepared, they are knowledgeable and they have those skills because they always had the most updated information. And I think that's a big advantage of e-learning and something that it brings to the table um, yeah. that is uh, valuable to everybody. Exactly, and 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 also, if if I may add, with, with the use of, of e-learning, we're able to tap to the different learning styles of the students. So, as a teacher, it's really hard when you have when you have students who have like different learning styles. Some students are auditory, some students are kinesthetic, some students are very visual. When you're standing in in the classroom and teaching the traditional way. It's hard to connect. It's either you connect only to one learning style. If you're a teacher who talks a lot like me, I connect to students who are very auditory. If you're a teacher who's very visual and you show a lot of videos or pictures, then you only connect to the students who are visuals. But with 
the use of e-learning or a learning management system or an e-learning platform, teachers can connect, can tap to the different learning styles of the students. For example, I can upload a video and put text into it. So I now, I'm now tapping the students who are visual and I'm tapping the students who loves to read. I can upload a podcast for students who are very auditory. And I can do that in just one platform, being able to tap to the different learning styles and help the students develop those learning styles without, uh, you know, being pressured as a teacher that, oh, I have to, I have to prepare something like, something like a, a video to show in the classroom. And then I still need to like write something in the board when I'm inside the classroom. But with, with the presence of e-learning or a digital platform, you can, you can do all of those things. Put them in one lesson where you can tap the different learning styles of the students. That's how, that's the magic of, of e-learning. That's the magic of having a digital platform. So being able to, to tap to those learning styles and develop the, the much needed skills and competencies of the students for them to be prepared to work is something, you know, that an e-learning can, can help us with, you know, e- but, but just to, just to clarify, you know, e-learning or any digital platform is not the end all and be all of education. It's meant to support teaching mm-hmm. and learning. It's meant to be like your, the platform that will support teaching and learning, the platform that will support content and the platform that will support your teaching methodology. It's, it's not, the ultimate thing but it's a big thing to be used as a supplement to teaching and learning that right. will help students to be more prepared for the future absolutely it's it's nimble it's flexible it's able to be uh, adapted to different learning styles and so i think that's what makes e-learning so attractive and why uh, what you're doing at Cypher Learning is so important uh, these days for the tech industry. So, uh, Jim Pedernal, thank you so much for joining me today to talk about that and to explain a little bit more about your passion for e-learning and how it fits in the uh, in the overall marketplace. Thank you, Tyler. It's been it's a pleasure. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. For more content just like this, head over to marketscale.com, click on industries at the top of the page, and then scroll down to the industry of your choice. There you'll find more podcasts, more written content, as well as videos there for you to consume and enjoy. Many of them educational, some of them just simply informative, and uh, others just entertaining. So make sure to go find more content just like this on marketscale.com. Thank you all so much for listening. I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. We'll talk again soon.